I think that the Buffalo Bills defense is going to come out pretty good, and it's going to be uh, not contained to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle if he plays, but they're going to limit them. That's what the key to the Miami Dolphins. We mentioned that with the New England Patriots, how they did it. I think this offense for the Buffalo Bills is going to come out hot. I think Stephon Diggs is going to be coming out hot. I think we saw what James Cook can do. I think Gabe Davis is getting more involved. I know he only had one catch, but this is going to be a good test for the Miami Dolphins. Unfortunately, are going to go against the Miami Dolphins. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills as they creep their way back into that best team talk, and they beat the Miami Dolphins 31-27 to in Buffalo. Go Bills. With Mark Davis, Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to All About the Balls Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the Sack House with Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and the wonderful Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. We are about to preview week four. We're excited. Some of us are nervous about our teams. Chris, I know you're a little nervous because Jameis Winston seems to be the starter. As you're about to head into rivalry weekend with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how are you feeling, my friend? Yeah, Mark, like I said previously in the other cut, that's not going to make it. Um, pretty nervous going into this week. Jameis Winston, I don't, I don't believe he can eat a W. I think he can eat a W against his former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, going against Baker Mayfield, which he went against last year when they played each other week three. Didn't, didn't work out too well for the Saints, that one either. But, hey, we're, he's going to eat Ws on Sunday. Promise you that. Luke. And Luke, we were talking, like Chris said, the first cut, another division rivalry game for you as the Baltimore Ravens are heading into Cleveland, Ohio, to face those hot Browns. How are you feeling going into week four? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. I think mean, it's going to be a close game, tough game for the Ravens. See a real test for our offense. See how they go against the uh, one of the top defenses in the league. Hopefully we can get a couple of players back and healthy for this game. Not sure. I think Harbaugh might still be playing the cautious game, play the long game for the season. But, yeah. Also, Mark, that's a, that's a nice jacket you got on. Thank you. I like yours too, yeah. man. Nice salute to yeah. service. You know, support the yeah. troops out there. So today, so. NFL officially released the new salute to service jackets. Uh, I think they look like shit. So I mean, I'm be rocking my uh, ones from I think 2016 or 17, wherever this one's from. But it's the 2018 yeah, I, one. I NFL, I got a, I got a good solution for salute to service jackets. So just hit me up. Uh, we get some fucking Wooby hoodies going on with little NFL logos on them. Some teams. I think they'd be a lot better. Get some actual some veterans that actually want to buy these shits instead of these fucking just change the color every year and put some fucking multi cam on it. Get, get a nice uh, smoker, nice smoker jacket, you know, with yeah. like a NFL. Oh, yeah. logo. We'll, we'll, we'll be hoodies where it's at. Uh, so if people actually go to the field, you know, it will be bizarre. So I don't know the Air Force guys in here know. And about if it. you want to, and if you want these hoodies, reach out on all about the boss po- or all about the balls podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. <clears throat> and youtube and we'll hit you up and we'll get luke involved in there he'll start hitting you up with these hoodies doc how are you feeling okay. as the bears had hoodies to sell oh right? you're oh you're gonna start making them now <laughs> doc how are you feeling <laughs> with the bears and broncos come how are you feeling doc week four big game for the bears yeah no, gonna be a great week uh looking forward to taking another step closer to getting that number one uh, overall draft pick uh you know bears might screw up and actually win you know going up against uh, a pretty Pretty loose defense this week, but uh, you know we'll see if if Denver can bring it back together and and help us get closer to that uh, draft pick. Yeah, big weekend for the Falcons. A little nervous for playing the London Jaguars. Always a tough place to play out there across the pond when you're playing the pretty much the designated London team every single year. 
But boys, big news right before we came on recording. The New York Jets locker room is in turmoil right now. The defensive side, which is what Coach Robert Sala coaches, is known for, is losing his locker room due to him sticking with Zach Wilson. Is Robert Sala on the hot seat right now, literally saving his job as he's trying to coach this year? Yeah, I mean, all offseason, the Jets were just like pounded in their mind like, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. The Lord and Savior is fucking here. And then, unfortunately, four plays later, the Lord fell again, and he did not rise yet. So, I mean, it's big when you go from Aaron Rodgers to fucking Zach Wilson that can't do shit offensively. So, um, well, guest speakers. Yeah, yeah, we had a guest speaker, speaker in the house. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He's so, with I you, mean, Luke or Chris, yeah, that dog's yeah. agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's hard it's hard going from a quarterback that is going to lead you to the promised land to a quarterback that's going to lead you to a top five draft pick. And these guys want to win now. They've been told all offseason they're going to win now. And then you go and, like, now you're battling for the number one spot in the draft next year. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's very yeah, hard. I mean, you go ahead, Doc. No, I was going to – I mean, Chris nailed that right in the head, especially, you know, the quarterback situation coming in here and, and expecting to, to be competing and fighting for something. But, uh, you know, Jets defense is, is getting visibly upset here, but – Honestly, I don't think they have much room to talk. I mean, this just defense isn't coming out here and playing anything special, you know. I mean, they're they're not exactly holding it down on defense, giving up 130 yards a game on the ground. I mean, you know, you ain't you ain't playing normal Dallas Cowboys type defense or 49er defense to be coming out here uh, with all the hype around you guys talking, you know, talking about the offense and Robert Sala. But uh, I think Robert Sala does need to to focus up and figure out what the offense needs to do. I mean, there there really isn't much. That you can do with Zach Wilson, but you know the organization's got to find another guy who can come in and do it. But uh, Jets got to get something going here. I mean, ninety yards I mean, a game rushing is is not okay, and and one hundred and fifty five. This is one of the only teams, if not the only team in the NFL, that's actually performing worse offensively than the Bears. You know how hard that is to do. Well, I, I mean, it's different. It. Yeah, no, uh, it's different when a defense is on the field ninety percent of the game when Zach Wilson's turning the ball over, drive after drive. And the defense is constantly on the field. I mean, look at Dallas. Dallas is getting turnovers for their offense. And Tony Pollard's running. 49ers, I mean, Brock Purdy's staying on the field. So their offenses are staying on the field. The fucking Jets, the defense is staying on the field. And, yeah, and defense also, the defense, the, the defense might be giving up rushing yards, but they're not giving up a whole lot of points. They get 15 to the Patriots and 16 to the Bills. Yes, 30 points to the Dallas Cowboys, but... Two of the three weeks have been better. So, like, it's not really – I wouldn't say they're, – they're more of a bend but don't break type defense, and that's what it's been. And I, I'm on the defensive side on this one. I mean, you need to make a move. I mean, we saw what Robert Sala – or what Zach Wilson's done the last couple of years. He's not the guy. Joe Namath said it himself. Ship him out of here. Get rid of him. He's not the answer. You're wasting the season, literally wasting the season. His stats are similar to Jamarcus Russell through the first handful of starts they both had. And Jamarcus Russell, we've called the biggest bust in NFL history. So he was a I great agree the defense. Uh, I mean, he wasn't even the best quarterback on his team when they won the championship. Matt Flynn was. But hey, um, he won the championship, though. He was part of that championship run. I'll give that to him. But no, back to that, though. It's just we've seen what Zach Wilson is. He's not the guy. He's not the answer. You're wasting the defense. You're wasting the offensive players you have around. I get it. They're not the guy that you bring in. is not going to be Aaron Rodgers, but he's sure going to be good enough to at least get this team afloat and be in the wild card hunt. But that's why I don't think you can put it on Robert Sala. I mean, this isn't 
you're not talking about having a proven franchise quarterback in here trying to win. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy that's good enough to be a third string or really a practice squad quarterback on probably 31 other NFL teams. So, I mean, you can't have the expectation this team is going to compete for a championship with Zach Wilson calling the shot or, you know, calling plays. It's just not going to work out. No, it's a hundred percent on Salah. Salah is the one that is backing Zach Wilson game after fucking embarrassing loss. After every embarrassing loss, he goes in the press conference and says, this team is still Zach Wilson's team. We trust him. Nobody what, fucking trusts him. And what what, do you, what else is he going to say if the if the ownership in the in the front office isn't going to get him a better quarterback? What, what's if, all going to do? Come out here and like, you know what, guys, fans, I'm sorry, man. Uh, well, maybe, we obviously, we know you deserve better. We want better. Uh, the guys upstairs won't give it to us. Uh, so, you know, hey, this is just where we're at. I mean, he's doing what he's supposed he to do as a coach and backing that, his guys up. Yeah, that's a quick way to get really on the hot seat. You start coming yeah. at the fucking owners. You know, he's doing no, what he's doing as a coach and, 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 and backing up his guys. Have a backbone and go tell upper management he, that we need no. a QB. I guarantee he hasn't yeah. had that. I guarantee I'm, I'm he hasn't not, had that. that. I'm not he saying he has that. or hasn't, but he's not coming out on the mic in a press conference and shitting on his own quarterback. Because it ain't going to play any better. I don't think anything's going to make on him the play On the team better. currently. Well, his team is shitting on him right now. That's what it seems like. So if they give up on him, then he's going to be out the door very quick. That's just the way it works in the NFL. And they're clearly – they're fine. clearly Robert ain't going to do that. They're clearly trying to make a move for a quarterback. I mean, they signed Trevor Simeon to the practice squad. But why Trevor Simeon? I mean, there's so many better options out there than fucking him. Because if you bring Trevor Simeon, he makes Zach Wilson look better and makes Robert look better with the decision. I I don't think there's another quarterback that they can just plug and play (laughs) right now that'll do better like like this week than Zach Wilson will do. Maybe some guy a few weeks down the road, but – they're going to have to ride with Zach Wilson for at least a few more weeks until they can find somebody and get them fucking in the playbook and ready to play. They're, they, they, they're not going to go to the team one day and win a game like Baker Mayfield did. Well, I'm telling you right now, if they stick with if they stick with Zach Wilson, they're going to win probably three games at the most, and they're going to be competing what? for a top five, top seven draft pick. And hopefully Aaron Rodgers comes back for two more years instead of one they're, more hey, year. Just some good QBs in the draft too. So They're not going to draft a QB. a terrible idea. They will not draft a QB if Rodgers comes back. They should be smart yes, and draft yes, offense. They should draft they, O-line right away if the first pick. If they're smart, they're not going to draft a QB and let Aaron Rodgers get smacked around for another year and then potentially break another Aaron leg. Get smacked around. Then they're so going to be in a then, then they'll be in a shit situation for can coach up the next QB of the future. Then you're wasting no because that QB is not even going to be ready enough to to take this team. It's going to be the same situation they're in. They're not the QB Man, won't be ready. To, Doing do just fine. Patrick Mahomes Jordan didn't Love. take it after one full season. After one season, not the, not his rookie season. Okay, he's talking so, about let, he's talking about let Rodgers no. get hurt next year and then like let him coach on the sideline again. That's what he just said. No, I'm saying no, I'm saying Aaron Rodgers. No, I, mean, I don't he's think he's saying to take the quarterback. He didn't say let yeah. Aaron Rodgers get hurt. Not going offensive no. line doesn't mean he's saying let Aaron Rodgers get hurt. I think I think hey, go quarterback's you, a great move for him. Go quarterback hey, because you've got a guy that that's going to learn behind Rodgers. Just yeah. like Jordan Love did, you got to got you, you're, you're looking at the future. You, you go with an the offensive Jets lineman. Traffic. I mean, they're in win one now mode. For the Jets have, they're in win now. They're in win mode. now mode. No, they're not this year. They're not. They don't have mode. more than one. They, don't, they need so offensive this team, line. This team's only capable of winning next year. We're they, not going to bother they, investing in a future quarterback because we can only win next year when Rodgers comes back, right? Or you can invest in, for QB in a couple lineman. years too, can't you? And then do what? When Rodgers plays one more season, get him starting day one and, and hope. I mean, that that's worse. That's worse than they're drafting top, one and getting him for a year to, 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 to learn. they got to go quarterback. And first of all, let's pause on Jordan Love talk. He's not looking that hot. Yeah, he has two wins, but his completion percentage is 52%. 
is not that high. So, yeah, did he make a good comeback against the Saints? Yeah, give it to him. They also play against the backup QB, and that that quarterback couldn't get points. Yeah, so good for him. He also allowed a th- th- twelve point comeback against him the week before. So, let's not rave on Jordan Love at this exact moment that he's just lighting up the charts because he's not. He looks average. Yeah, no, you're right. Jordan Love was on defense giving up those points. Why well, wasn't he scoring? I don't fucking know. Oh, I mean, it, goes, it works both ways, doesn't it? You should also score so the defense doesn't have to. Why didn't the, the Falcons score more than six last week? I didn't say we we, we were good. I'm not I'm hyping up Desmond Ritter, am I? So I don't know. I think they should draft offensive line if they're going to waste if they're going to do it because Rodgers in win now mode, not sit here and draft a QB and develop him for another three years because what you want him to do. You want him to develop a QB for two three years like he did with Favre and then what he's doing with Jordan Love. So. I think it'd be a bad decision to draft for QB right away, especially with that offensive line sucks. Even well, we'll talk about that trash. in the offseason. Yeah, let's let's move on. It's time for a preview week four of this NFL season. Doc, you will week be going four. first since, since you had the best week last week. You were eleven and five straight up with a ten and six spread. You are twenty nine nineteen on the year spread twenty five twenty two and one. Luke and myself went ten and six last week. Luke went nine and seven to spread. So Luke's thirty two and sixteen for the year. Straight up and 30 and 18 against the spread. I went 11 and 5 against the spread. I'm 25 and 19 straight up and 26, 21 and 1 against the spread. And Chris, bring up the rear, hey. 8 and 8 straight up. <laughs> Fuck but, yeah. But a 9 and 7. Hard too much. Hey, too many underdogs I'm picking. <laughs> 9 and 7 against the spread. Chris, you are a whopping 25 and 23 straight up and a 20, 27 and 1 against the spread for the year. Hey, so you know, above 500. <laughs> above 500. That's all that matters. Little change this week. Doc, Luke, myself, then Chris. That'll be the new order. It's going to go based on the week performance, kind of like golf. T box honors if you have to keep tying. But Doc, first game of the week. You're going to start us off here once again. NFC North battle. Winner will be in first place after four weeks. The two and one Detroit Lions coming off a twenty to six win over the Falcons at home. Our one and a half point favorites at Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. We just mentioned had a comeback. Eight or they're down 17-0 against the uh, New Orleans Saints. What are you thinking here? Uh, I'm thinking uh, it's kind of a kick in the nuts to give Detroit only one-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, Jared Goff has been a lot of fun to watch this year. Uh, the pass offense for the Lions has been superb. Uh, run game's been going well. Montgomery's probably going to be out again, so looking for Jameer Gibbs to get another opportunity to break out and show that he's ready to take over this offense. Um Defensively, still some concerns through the air, but uh, when I match that up with Jordan Love, um, I think this is where where the Lions come out looking like rock stars uh, on defense. So, um, rush defense has been phenomenal for them. Packers on the other side, um, I haven't really seen much of a uh, a run offense from them uh, consistently. Um, Jordan Love, you know, we talked about you hit on a little bit earlier with the completion percentage. Um, I don't think that Jordan Love is is I'm not I'm not hyped up on Jordan Love, but I think that um, the time that he spent behind Aaron Rodgers made him a much better quarterback than than what he would have been. So uh, I'm going to go with the Lions on this one. Um, I'm going to say 24 19. I got him beating the spread, recovering the spread. Yeah. So um, I'm going with Doc on this one. Uh, I'm going Lions, but. My my, I'm got the spread a little bit higher, so I'm gonna go 24-17. Uh, very close to Docs. I think Lions are overall a better team, more put together. Uh, I have more faith in Jerry Goff to win this game. 
with his receivers. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if they said Aaron Jones will be back or not this week, but well, like Jameer Gibbs, yeah, yeah, like an Aaron Jones and the Lions away and Lambeau Field. Yeah, I'm with you, boys. I just think that the Detroit Lions. I think this defense, both defenses, are going to be uh, pretty good this game. We've seen both of them actually play pretty good these three weeks. I know the Packers had that kind of hiccup in the fourth quarter against Atlanta, but they looked pretty decent against the Saints. They looked good against the Bears. The Lions have looked good all year on defense, minus the Seahawks game that was a shootout, but the Seahawks we respect on offense. But I think that having Jameer Gibbs, got he got some more rhythm last week, looked pretty good um, as a starting running back. Montgomery should probably still be out. We do think Jared Goff's better than um, – Jordan Love, and I think that's going to be the point, is this is also Jordan Love's first primetime start, um, at least as the main guy. I don't know what happened in the first year. He had one start a few a couple of years ago, but um, this is his first primetime start as the main guy. So I think he's going to fall just short. I think he's going to fall 24-20. Give me Detroit at Lambeau Field to be in first place after four weeks. Yeah, I mean, whoever wins this game is probably going to win the division. I mean, out of these two games – or these two teams is the division winner. I mean, the Bears and the Vikings aren't going to compete. Uh, it's The Packers are a hard team to figure out right now. They blew a lead against the Falcons. They did come back on the Saints, but, I mean, Jordan Love looked atrocious the first half. Seven for 17, just couldn't get it going, and then finally realized that, hey, there's a rookie corner out there. Let me just lob it to fucking him. So, I mean, I don't think the Packers can stop Jared Goff. Jared Goff is 4-2 and two against the Packers right now. 10 touchdown passes, two interceptions. So, I mean, he knows how to pick apart the Packers defense. I have lines going 24-17. And this will be a good test because the Lions offense hasn't been really, like, that impressive. I know they looked good against the the Seahawks, but the Chiefs and the Falcons, they were a little sluggish. So, this is going to be a good test to see what this offense really is just a couple weeks before Jameson Williams is back, too. So, all right, Doc, next game. You're going to start us off here once again. The Atlanta Falcons coming off that – Two touchdown loss against the Detroit Lions are three-point underdogs heading across the pond to face the London Jaguars, also known as the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are coming off back-to-back losses. You know, we we mentioned how we felt about them yesterday, but they are three-point favorites across the pond. Yeah, it's it this this is a hard one for me. Um, because I'm not happy with the Jags and what they've been doing. Um I'm very, very low on this team. But when I look at the competition, um, the pass offense that they're going, and that, that's where the weakness for the Jags right now is that pass defense. And Desmond Ritter just has shown that he does not have what it takes to step up and go against uh, another team through the air. Um, run game, obviously, better for the Falcons. But ETN, I think, is still doing a great job for for the Jags. And uh, with the Falcons defense giving a little more, a little bit more on the rushing side of things. Um, Looking for ETN to break out and have a big game this week, uh, but like you said, Lund- uh, the Jaguars in uh, in London are a completely different beast. So, uh, you know, is this the, is this the game that that the Jags break out in this year? You know, is this the game that they break out and get back on track and and get back in the right direction? So, um, I know what I said about the Jags in the last episode. I still feel very strongly about that, but the matchup that they're facing in London, I got to take the Jags covering the spread. I'm going to say 26. 26- 17 um i think they get ahead early and i think a little bit of fight late from the falcons but that that lack of passing ability and being able to stay in it from desmond ritter i think is going to be the difference maker 
Yeah, so I mean, Jag, Jaguars, this is a different team when they're playing in London. Uh, I think this is Jaguars' get-right get game. I think they're going to get back on track. They're going to start airing it out a little more to their – I mean, they have good good wide receivers, good running back. Uh, quarterback play is going to be better out of uh, T-Law. So I, I'm going to go Jags 24-13. We're also forgetting, boys, that this is the first matchup of former uh, – Atlanta Falcon, Calvin Ridley versus his team. So, you know, a little bit of history there with the, oh, the two. Big game. I expect a big, big game, game from uh, or for uh, Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence. I think they they take off. They show some of that chemistry they had week one. I agree with you, Doc, too. I think Travis Etienne's going to have a pretty decent game. I honestly think they're, he's going to have over 100 yards and probably a touchdown. So if you're starting with fantasy. Where would that be? Yeah, I, I, re- I really I think he does. Our, our defense has been pretty good this year against the air. Rush defense is tar- towards the middle of the pack. So, I mean, yeah, I think we have some yards passing, but I think our running attack gets back in the form. Didn't look too impressive last week, but I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are too loaded, and this is also across the pond, like you mentioned. So I'm going to go Jacksonville Jaguars 27 to 20. We should have. I mean, we should have called this part of the this segment of the show uh, Ridley's bets or something. You know, if you're Calvin Ridley, who are you betting on? Yeah, yeah. I think the big thing that uh, y'all are missing is that this is the London game, so we have football literally all fucking day long. Okay, from 8 a.m. in the morning to fucking 6 a.m. 6 a.m. for for some. (laughs) Yeah, literally first thing in the morning till fucking late at night. And I don't know about you boys. I'm tuning in to fucking Toy Story. I'm going to see Woody run. Yes. (laughs) Yes, sir. But, But I mean, listen, it's simple. Game plan for Jacksonville, right? Stop the run. The Falcons first two wins, they were averaging 170.5 rushing yards and they won. The loss that they had last week, they only put 44 rushing yards up. You have to stop the run, and if they stop the run, which I see Jacksonville capable of, they're going to demolish the Falcons. Desmond Ritter cannot pass. He does not have the passing protection there. He does have the weapons, but I don't know what's wrong with Ritter, but I don't think he's going to come up big with the passing game. I have the Jags 27-14. Our rush defense has been superb. And, Doc, you mentioned the Ridley's bets. What was funny was the game he got in trouble for. One of the parlays was he bet the Falcons against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Rules are probably versed this time. Oh, I think so. I think, yeah. I think he's logging on to FanDuel as we speak, and he's getting ready to load yeah. up on the Jags this week in London. Okay. But, boys, I think this is the game of the week. It's the third game we're going to break down. We have the 3-0 and Miami Dolphins coming <laughs> off that 70-20 to point lead traveling to Buffalo to face – our rival, the Buffalo Bills, who are two-and-a-half-point favorites, coming off a hot win against the Commanders. Something's got to give here, boys. Do the Buffalo Bills creep their way back in the AFC best talk, or do the Dolphins stay hot, Doc? Uh, honestly, I, I think it's uh, it's got potential to be a little bit of both. You know, I mean, I think Miami can still look hot without winning this game. I think Buffalo can still look good and, and be talks for the top of the AFC, uh, you know, even with a loss. Um you know, both teams, electric offensively. The rushing game on both sides is going to be huge. Uh, the defense a little bit better against the rush for Buffalo. Um, so it'll be interesting to see A-Chain match that energy coming into into this game. Um, Mostert, you know, James Cook has been doing a phenomenal job up there in Buffalo. Josh Allen, I don't know how that guy is so mobile with that friend. It's unbelievable. What was it, the game? What, what 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 game? Who the hell did they play? He went over the top. Was it the Raiders? Yeah, when he played the Raiders and went over the top of his old teammate and laughing, getting up, um, tried to try to hurdle over the top of him. So, um, 
you know, Tua's got to come out. He's playing against a good Buffalo defense. So, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see if the if the Dolphins can match the energy that they put out there. Uh, the total yards, obviously, you know, the pat, or the run game at least, the rushing yards per game at least a little inflated uh, after last week. But uh, I think it's going to make for a very interesting game. This is definitely, in my opinion, I'm, I agree with you, the game of the week and uh, looking forward to it. But I, what was the spread on it? Two and a half, Buffalo Bills favorite. Buffalo two and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Miami covering the spread on this one. I'm gonna take Miami. I think it's gonna be a close one. I'm gonna go 27-24 uh, in favor of the visiting Dolphins. Mm. What you thinking, Luke? Yeah. So, I think I'm going the opposite way. I'm taking the Bills at home. I don't think the Dolphins are going to travel well up to Buffalo. Buffalo's going to be fucking wild. I mean, fan base going to be crazy. Not sure what the temperature is going to be. Not sure if it's cool. Yeah, that there frigid yet. September temperature. Yeah. I mean, it well, might be getting a little chilly up well, in Buffalo. Right now, the temperature is projected to be around 62, 62? degrees. Yeah. Weather. That's that's cold that's, for the Dolphins. Yeah, it's cold chilly for the Dolphins. Yeah, they so, might be flopping. They might be a fish out of water there. So, so I think I'm taking Bills at home. Uh, I think this game's going to be not. Uh, it's going to be high scoring, but not as high scoring as we've seen from the Dolphins. So I'm going to go 34-28 Bills. Yeah, yeah, Luke, I agree with you about the high. It's not going to be as high scoring as we think, but I think it's going to be an excellent game. I think that the Buffalo Bills defense is going to come out pretty good, and it's going to be uh, not contained to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle if he plays, but they're going to limit them. That's what the key to the Miami Dolphins. We mentioned that with the New England Patriots, how they did it. I think this offense for the Buffalo Bills is going to come out hot. I think Stephon Diggs is going to be coming out hot. I think we saw what James Cook can do. I think Gabe Davis is getting more involved. I know he only had one catch, but this is going to be a good test for the Miami Dolphins. I unfortunately are going to go against the Miami Dolphins. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills as they creep their way back into that best team talk, and they beat the Miami Dolphins 31-27 to in Buffalo. Go Bills. Yeah, I mean, this is big. I mean, this is the 11th time in NFL history that two teams are facing each other and coming off a 34-point win or more. So, I mean, both teams coming off a big win. So, Miami has the highest scoring offense right now. Bill's defense, second fewest points through three weeks. So, I'm going to roll. Allen's last 10 games against the Dolphins, including a playoff game, 9-1. and Allen owns the Miami franchise. So I'm rolling with the Bills 34-31. Also, shout out Paige. I told her I'd shout her out because she whooped my ass in pickums this week. <laughs> that uh, job, I'll shout Paige. out her. I'll shout out her picks that are different than mine. She's going Dolphins. She probably so won some like, money this week. She was close. Hey, I was, she was very close. Yeah, she was very close. Doc, your lone survivor, lone guy on the Miami Dolphins. Moving on to I'm fine with that. Could, it should be on prime time for Thursday because how shitty it's going to be. The tour of the bowl game of the week, the Denver Broncos coming off that 50-point loss, three-and-a-half-point favorites in the Windy City, Chicago, facing Justin Fields and the Bears. Doc, lead us off. Yeah, Broncos, this isn't even close. It's it's Broncos is going to be uh, going to be the pick to go with here. Uh, Russell Wilson has been looking a lot better this year than we've seen in the last couple of years since his arrival in Denver. Um, looking to keep that going against this, this Swiss cheese defense. Uh, this this block of Swiss cheese, the Bears call their passing defense. 
but the Bears still dealing with still still dealing with a lot of key injuries on defense. Three huge pieces questionable this week that were out uh, last week and and possibly out this week as well. Cornerbacks uh, Tyreek Stevenson and Jalen Johnson, of course, the safety Eddie Jackson. Um, I mean, it's hard to really be you know a solid defense when you're missing those three guys in the secondary. So um, I think the Bears just they got to figure something out to go offensively and uh, until they figure out defense. So I'm going to take the Broncos covering the spread. Uh, you said three and a half, three and a half. Yeah. Three yep. and a half. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Broncos 27, 27, 17, 27, 20, 27, 20. Yeah. Th- this one for me can go either way. Uh, both defenses show they can't stop anything like at all. So I mean, there, points are points will be scored this game on both ends. So um, I think still a fairly low scoring game. I'm going to go 17, 14. This was a this was a swing for me. It can go either way. But I think we'll ride. Uh, we'll go Broncos. That that one may change as the game gets closer for me, though. How in the yeah, hell do you come out here saying? The defenses can't. The, the points will be scored, and then I'm going to go 17-14. Yep. What? There's points. There's points. points there's points on the board. Points will I mean, be scored okay. in this game. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Denver nine to six. Hey, that's more points than the Bears scored last week, and just three points less than the Broncos scored last week. So, but no, I, I agree. I agree that this is a, it's a back and forth game, and this could change when we do our pickums for ESPN Sunday morning. It could change. I mean, I could wake up and just change it, but. I swung to the way team here. I am going to go Denver Broncos. A little higher scoring than you, Luke. I'm going to go 24-20. I think the Broncos defense is better than what they've shown the last two weeks. So the second half against the Commanders and then last week against the the Miami Dolphins, which they're the Dolphins, so we understand that a little bit. But I think the Broncos defense gets back on track a little bit just because Justin Fields does not look comfortable as a quarterback in the pocket. Give me Broncos 24-20. Let's ride. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are shit. The Bears are shit. The Broncos are just less shit. So I have the Broncos having a higher score on the scoreboard at the end of the game. And Mark, you know what that means. Broncos win 27-21. Man. Moving on to Lamar Jackson in this offense with Todd Munkin. Let's see if they get back on track as they are two-and-a-half-point underdogs heading to the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson found his game last week. Doc, something's got to give. Who goes 3-1 and one in the AFC North, the Bear or the Browns or the Ravens? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that Lamar Jackson's going to have a pretty tough test this week. I think that Cleveland's going to come in 188 yards against on defense. I mean, easily the top defense in the league right now when you talk about pure numbers. Um, I know the Cowboys aren't playing that well. 52 yards against in the run game every week, so – you know, we'll see what they do against this, you know, a mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson, but without having a true, you know, number one, well, true number two running back as Lamar is playing, um, you know, to back him up in the backfield. And, you know, that, that 52 yards a game might only get better for Cleveland this week. So um, the passing game, the defense is also superb. And uh, that matches up with a low passing offense from the Ravens so far this season. Um, I initially, with my gut, wanted to go Baltimore, but uh, – Sorry, Luke. I'm going to turn turn the tides, and I'm going to go uh, Cleveland. Let's say 28-19. Yeah, so definitely not picking against the Ravens on this week. Uh, I, I think I think Deshaun Watson is going to go back to week one, week two. Deshaun Watson, not uh, week three. 
I think he's going to struggle against a, a better defense this week. Hopefully we get a couple of our starters back. Uh, I think it's going to be a most of them be game time decision. So could, could sway, but not going to sway my decision. I think it's going to be a very, very close game as all ASC North games are. I think it's going to be 22, uh, 22-21 Ravens game winning field goal at the end. Sorry, what was the score game? I'm sorry, Luke. 21. 22, 22, 21. 21. You said. Gotcha. No, uh, Doc, you hit the. I think you hit the, the head on the, the whatever. You know, you get the, the picture. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah that thing. So one the Cleveland Browns are the number one ranked defense in total yards. Number one against the rush, or the number one against the pass. Number two against the rush, and number one in scoring defense. This is by far the best defense in football through three weeks. They have Miles Garrett. I think leading the league up there, one of the guys up there in sacks. They have a great secondary, some great linebackers. They have Zadarius Smith up there alongside with Miles Garrett, and we saw Deshaun Watson get his form back. It's a home game. Amari Cooper plays better at home. We'll see what Cream Hunt's going to do. Is he's going to get more touches this week in the offense? We're expecting. Give me the Browns in a slugfest, not offensive slugfest, but a defensive slugfest, twenty to seventeen. Give me the Browns. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens are already in midseason form, and it's already week four with the injury bug. They're they're dealing with it. I don't know what, what what's in the water over there, Luke, in Baltimore, but guys just can't stay healthy when they go over there. Lamar's next. But, I mean, like y'all said, the Browns' defense is fucking legit. Like I said last episode, and like y'all said already, the Browns' defense is probably the best defense in football right now. I mean, the Browns held the Titans to 94 yards which is the fewest yards in the games by the Titans since 1974. They locked down Derrick Henry. Also, the crazy stat here, the defense has not allowed a snap inside their 10-yard line yet through week Damn. three. Like, they, like, the only way to score on them is a big, big play. And also, another crazy stat is they're allowed a staggering negative 36 rushing yards before contact while the league is averaging a positive 94 yards. So they're hitting you in the backfield. So the run game's not going to be there for the Ravens. And Miles Garrett's going to give Lamar relentless pressure, and the coverage is going to be able to contain the passing game that Lamar's trying to make. I have the Browns winning 26-21. And Luke, I do feel bad for the Ravens. They have to play at Pittsburgh next week, so they've already played all three division opponents the first five weeks on the road. Good news is, though, you play them the, the home towards the back end of the schedule. But tough way to start your season through five games, playing all three on the road. You did beat Cincinnati in Ohio. We'll see if you can do Cleveland as well. Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming off that Sunday night win against the Las Vegas Raiders. They are three-point favorites heading into the darling second second overall pick, C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. We've been high on them the, the first three weeks. Doc, does Pittsburgh keep it going or does C.J. Stroud keep it going? <clears throat> Give me a sec. I just got thrown through a loop there. Uh, we were in order until that game. <laughs> Sorry, I had already um, had mine written down before Chris texted us this morning. It was already written. No, on you're paper. good, man. You're good. Um, no, I mean CJ Stroud. I think that they're you know he can definitely keep it going. Um, this this Pittsburgh defense has not been what everybody was expecting it to be coming into this season. Everybody was high on Pittsburgh and thinking that you know the complete team was finally coming together. Uh, they got the greatest wide receiver in the game. And uh, and George Pickens. most talented, most talented, most talented. Excuse me, and George Pitt- Pickens. Pittsburgh does lead Pickens. the league in sacks, though. Doc on defense, just throwing that out there. 
TJ yeah, Watt's and the coupled best with a player. coupled with a tough offensive line by by Houston, you know Stroud has definitely gotten hit. He's definitely had the pressure on him, but um, he's been a, a uh, enjoyment to watch so far this season. Um, that that Pittsburgh offense has struggled mightily. We've talked before about the fat Eddie Lacy coming out there, um, but uh, I don't know. I think defensively, Houston has been playing much better. Uh, this might be an opportunity for Pierce to get going offensively um, against a very weak run defense um, that's given up a lot of yards so far for Pittsburgh. So I, I like Houston in this one, playing at home. Um, you know, I've, I've gone against Houston the last couple weeks. I actually I think I took them last week for that upset against. Uh, um, you did on the show, but not on the app. You did it on the show. Yeah, for the Jags. The and they absolutely shit on the Jaguars last week. So I'm going to keep it rolling with Houston. I'm going to keep the good times going. I'm going to take Houston at home. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. I'm going to go 24-21. Yeah, I'm going to keep it rolling with the Texans as well. So I I think Texans, uh, they're they're showing that they are a better team than everybody thought they were. Uh, C.J. Stroud is playing pretty good for a rookie quarterback. Uh, I mean, he's the top rookie quarterback right now. He's able to make smart decisions with the ball. He's not, not forcing the ball. Uh, I think hopefully Pierce can get the run game going in this game. Uh, he st- showed a little more flashes last week, but they were putting a beating on the Jags. Uh, Seems offense, it's not there. Like I, I don't really trust Pickett that much right now. Uh, the, the receivers for the Steelers, I mean, Pickens, like he's there and then he's not. And, yeah, I mean, he makes crazy catches, but mm-hmm. he drops easy easy catches. So it's one of those receivers. So I'm going Texans at home. Uh, 22, 17, huh. 20, like two, two or two, zero. Sorry. Two, 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 I think the Texans look a lot better with Nico Collins and Tank Dell. I'm not sold on Damian Pierce. I haven't been sold on him. Wasn't a fan of him coming into the year. The second half showed he was not as good as people thought he was, just a big first half. The Steelers' defense, yes, they have been giving up a lot of yards, a lot of points. Uh, that's not something we're used to that for the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense, but they are getting to the QB. Like I told Doc, they lead the league in sacks. Expect T.J. Watt. Expect Alex Highsmith probably two of the best pass rushing duos in the NFL to come at CJ Stroud in this offensive line. I think it's going to be an ugly game. There might not be a lot of offense. Pickett did look a lot better last week against the Raiders, but give me the Steelers 24, 17 go Steelers go. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Pickett's coming off his first two tons touchdown pass game while CJ Stroud did it in his second and third career start. I think it's going to be a gritty duel between two young passers. Uh, I'm leaning towards favoring TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith is going to be more effective than Will Anderson. I have the Steelers winning 23-16, but Paige is with y'all with the Texans. She's rolling with the Texans again. She knows what winning feels like. She's a Texas I girl, guess, dude. I guess She's a Texas so. girl now. She is. But living out there in Texas too much, that's what it is. Um, but something's got to give, boys, with this next game. We already have the 0-2 Bears and the 0-2 Broncos. The other two 0-2 teams are going to be facing each other. The 0-2 Minnesota Vikings, three-and-a-half-point favorites, traveling to Charlotte to face the 0-2 Carolina Panthers. It sure seems like Andy Dalton will be the starting quarterback once again. Where do you lead us off here, Doc? 
Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be my final test for Minnesota. Um, they have absolutely disappointed me every week of the year so far, starting on zero and three. I had them picked for division winners. Um, the passing game, we all know Kirk Cousins is going to do Kirk Cousins things. He's going to he's going to throw the ball fifty times in the game. He's going to get over three hundred passing yards. Um, Justin Jefferson's going to get one hundred and fifty yards without any touchdowns. All touchdowns are going to go to KJ Osborne and Jordan Addison. Um, but honestly, the biggest disappointment with Minnesota this year has been that run game. Um, Madison came out last week. I'm pretty, I believe Madison had a better game last week with like 90-something rushing yards. Um, so he kind of showed, you know, a little bit what he can do. Um, not sure if Cam is going to be playing in this one. Uh, I know he's still probably getting the playbook down and everything. So that's going to, you know, we're waiting to, to, to get the word on that, at least, you know, unless you guys have heard something. But um, You said Cam. You, know, you mean Bryce? No, Acre. Acres. No, acres. Oh, Cam Akers. He's talking about Cam Akers. Sorry, forgot he's there. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really talk about it um, in the game last week from what I – I mean, I was only watching clips through red zone and a little bit of, you know, flipping with the Minnesota game, but I didn't really hear much about it. Um, but defensively, I mean, Minnesota, I think, has played well defensively, except for the past defense could use some improvement. But um, overall, I mean, neither, neither defense playing, you know – more gooder. Uh, so I, I think, I think I'm going to take Minnesota on. This is going to be my final test. Like I said, if they don't win this game, I might throw them in with the bears. I might do a one in 16 split for the two of them. They each get one, one against each other. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens. I'm going to take Minnesota is going to cover the spread. I'm going to say 31, 20. Yeah, I got Minnesota covering too. Uh, I think Minnesota's more of a put-together team. Kirk Cousins, like Doc said, uh, he's going to do Kirk Cousins things. He's going to pass the ball probably 50-plus times this game, um, mostly targeting Justin Jefferson, which is great for my fantasy team. Uh, Justin Jefferson probably gets another touchdown this game. Hopefully he gets two. Probably not. Uh, Fingers he crossed. Got one, give it he Addison. got one last week. He he give it Addison. Uh, he, but he gets at least 150 yards receiving again and probably 10-plus uh, catches. So I'm going to go Vikings 28, Panthers 17. And another revenge, guys, game for the receiver. Adam Thielen making his first career start against his former longtime team, the Minnesota Vikings. So does Adam Thielen have a big game? That's something to keep on. That's definitely going to be the storyline if you're watching the game. Is Adam Thielen does versus Thielen the Vikings? Well, I mean, if Dalton's, if Dalton's playing, he might. Dalton looks Dalton like he's going to be the starter. Week. Yeah, it looks like Dalton yeah, should Dalton be the starter. Yeah, Dalton looked good last week. But I do think, like you guys said, Minnesota's more complete. I'm not a fan of the run game, Matt. Like you said, Madison's not looking like the guy. He's had some fumbles. He doesn't look confident as the number one. I mean, Riz even said he wasn't even a good number two. Just had one decent little season. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is better than Andy Dalton or Bryce Young, whoever's out there. They have a better offense. They have a little bit better defense, in my opinion. I'm going to go Vikings 31-24. And like you said, Doc, this is the last chance for me with these, these fucking Vikings. So go Skull, go. Yeah, I mean the Vikings have they they have a bad habit this year, and that's losing um, one possession games. I mean last year going eleven and zero, and now they're zero and three. So I mean they did a complete one eighty. I think Kirk Cousins is going to rip into another struggling defense with all the weapons he has. If it's fucking Andy Dalton out there, or Bryce Young, they don't have the firepower to keep up with the Vikings. Vikings are getting their first win, thirty twenty. Moving on. To the Los Angeles Rams, they had that very impressive week one win. They've struggled the last two games. Uh, no offense last last night against the Cincinnati Bengals. They are traveling to the Indianapolis Colts. 
It looks like Anthony Richardson, according to Shane Steichen on the Pat McAfee show today, he said that Anthony Richardson is looking a lot better. He looks a lot more advanced in the concussion protocol. So it looks like AR will be the starter. They are one and a half point favorites, Doc. The Colts are one and a half point favorites at home against the Rams. Yeah, and if Anthony Richardson's starting, um, I mean, definitely electric, you know, so far this season, um, you know, looking for big things to come out of him. Matthew Stafford has been playing very well for this Rams offense, so it's it's difficult, especially going up against a weaker pass defense in the Indianapolis Colts. Um, a lot of what I like is is leaning towards the Rams on this one. Um, and this, again, this may be like we, we have had a couple already we've talked about. Might be a game-time switch, um, you know, as far as pick'ems goes. But I think for right now, um, I think I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts. What was the spread? One and a half? One and a half. I think I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts uh, 22-21. Don't cover the spread. Got it. Rams taking the spread. So, uh yeah, I mean, I, I think either quarterback starting for the Colts is probably going to be able to uh, put points on the Rams' defense. The Rams' defense didn't look like they were able to stop the Bengals' offense uh, in this, what late second quarter, second half. I mean, they just – like, Bengals just throwing to one receiver the entire game, and they just couldn't stop it. So, I think uh, either Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew can uh, dice up the defense. I think Gardner Minshew is a better passer. Anthony Richardson is a bigger uh, run threat, and I mean – less predictable for a defense. So I'm going to go Colts uh, 27-21. Yeah, like you said, Luke, I I don't care. Well, I mean, I'm banking this off Anthrickson playing. I um, It sounds like he's going to play. I think the Colts are just – I think they're, they're underrated coming into the season. I guess we weren't giving them the the true confidence that they should have had, Anthrickson – in his first two games and partially second game, he looked he was looking pretty good. And um, I, I think that's where it leads to. Like you said, he's less predictable. You don't know what he's going to do. He can throw it. He can run it. He's a hell of an athlete. We've seen it already. Michael Pittman looks a lot more involved. That's a good sign for the Annapolis Colts. The defense looks more confident, confident out there. I'm not sure what to think about this Rams team. Yes, they have Kyron Williams and Tutu Atwell and um, Puka Nakua, but it sizzled off a little bit last night. I'm going to go Colts 26-20 at home. Go Colts. Yeah, I'm riding with you boys. I mean, the Colts literally just, they drove down the field, but they just struggled in the red zone. They're coming off a short week. Uh, the Rams, 1-4 in, in the red zone, 1-11 for third downs. They're just atrocious offense. I don't trust them. I have the Colts 24-20. And I'm totally fine, boys, admitting I was wrong about Anthony Richardson coming into the year as a rookie quarterback. I'm fine with saying that the Gators finally have a decent quarterback in the NFL. He did still look so. like shit his senior or whatever year it was for the yeah. Gators. So Yes, senior year, I'll give that. He was not the best, but he's looked a lot better coming here with NFL talent. So And maybe that's all it was. But Yeah, no, I'm not on that train yet. Not yet. I'm not saying he's going to be great. I'm just saying I've been wrong so far. I will, that's where I'm going to leave so that far, at. So far, yeah. But moving – Moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off that pretty bad loss, 14-point loss. It looked like Baker Mayfield struggled against a good defense, and he's going to be facing a good defense in the Dome. It looks like Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback as the New Orleans Saints are still three-point favorites hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, always love me some Jameis. Um, Personally, I think he should be the starter of of this team over Derek Carr. 
I think we've seen enough struggles from Derek Carr already earlier, you know, early on enough in this year. I think this is Jameis's chance to come in and show why he should be that starter. Um, defense or uh, offense for for the Bucks, um, not much by way of the run game, um, and even the passing game is not. You know, Baker came out kind of kind of strong to open up the season, and then has kind of faded off since then. Um, defensively, the advantage goes to to the Saints, and I think. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer. I think the Saints are coming out. They're taking this one three-point favorites. I'm going to take New Orleans 24-20. to Yeah, I, I'm going to go the exact opposite. I'm going Buccaneers in this game. Uh, I like it. I'm Ryan, Ryan Baker until he gets that nine-plus wins for me. So he's he's two, two wins on the way. Uh, I think he gets win number three this week. Uh, struggled last week, uh, but, I mean, Maybe Ryan has something to do with defense. it. Yeah, Eagles good defense. Saints have a good defense too. Saints in the dome, uh, never predictable what they're going to do. But it's also not predictable is what Jameis is going to do. Jameis is, I chase are he's going to try to go out and earn this job. So he might be throwing some punts up to the to Tampa Bay defense. Uh, I, I Jameis is going to fucking throw the ball probably fifty times this game and maybe complete half of them. This, this is when Kamara's uh, back, right? Or is that next game? AK yeah. is back. No, yes. it's just, AK is back. That could yeah. be a huge game changer, too. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. I, I that's don't think that's a huge game changer. Uh, AK is a bitch for what he did. Uh, beating up, fucking <laughs> jumping some guy. <laughs> Didn't y'all have that one mic running back? What do you say with, with Ray Rice? Elevator? Huh? Yeah, yeah. What do you say yeah, with Ray yeah. Rice? What did what, the Ravens do with Ray Rice? They cut him. They They, they cut him. They did cut him. Right. So fair enough. So, I mean, beating a girl and dragging her by her hair out of an yeah, elevator like is a lot worse. A little than, bit different. Yeah, uh, a little bit different. A lot, a lot right. worse. Look, just break the film. Jump, break the jump, game. Jump, break the game. Jump some dude. Jump some bitch move. I know. Game film talk. Not moves in off season. Not police film talk. We're talking game film talk. Oh, Camaro's got some the replay. He's got the replays. Side by uh, side. Can curb stop that guy. So, bitch move by Kamara. So, I think he plays terrible. Uh, so, I got Buccaneers 24-21 winning on the road over the Saints. Yeah, I mean, the Saints are number nine in uh, the total defense. They're number eight in pass defense. They're number six in scoring <clears throat> defense. This defense is loaded. And we forget. Marshawn Lattimore lives rent-free in Mike Evans' head. And I know Chris is going to nail it when he talks about it, but Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore owns Mike Evans His, historically. Last year, he, Mike Evans had a good game against them before he threw a cheap shot on him too. People forget that as well. So but so he's a bitch too, Luke. Just throwing that out there. He threw a cheap shot on Lattimore. So I'm going to go. Jump somebody. No, he, he pretty much jumped them from behind. It was, a, he, back, it was behind the shot. He, but He did. I'm going to go Saints 23-20. I think this defense is going to eat at Baker. They are going to score. They're going to settle for some field goals, probably towards the red zone. I do think it's going to be an ugly fight. When I say ugly, it's going to be probably some, not brawls, but it's going to be a lot of skirmishes being broken by the refs. Give me the Saints. Game-winning field goal, 23-20. Yeah, I mean, the big the big key factor here is the AKs coming back. That's going to change the offense completely. We haven't had the run game. Winston finally gets a full practice. You could see him when he went out there. He wasn't really in sync with the wide receivers. And like you said, Mark Lattimore literally lives rent-free in Mike Evans' head. He locks him down. Um, We're getting a Debo back on the other side, so Baker's not going to be able to pick that rookie apart. 
And Elante Taylor balled out last week. So I have the defense winning this game. I think Baker struggles again. He struggled going against a good defense last week. I have the Saints winning 2017. But unfortunately, my loving wife has Tampa. I'm going to have to talk to her. She yeah, that's you. and Baker fan. She closed yeah. her eyes and just. She does love Baker. She does love a Baker. And but Luke, he, you know, he coming into Brown. And just coming in there real quick, you Luke. I know you were high on this defense coming into the year. They are the Bucks. They're 22nd overall in the yards, and they are doing pretty good on scoring defense. But they're still below Atlanta and New Orleans, so they're third in the division when it comes about mm. defense. So, and we'll have to like see how the injuries roll out. They did. They did lose yes. Dean. So big injuries in the see. secondary. But moving on to a NFC East division rival, the Washington Commanders, coming off an ugly beatdown against the Buffalo Bills, are traveling to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are eight-point favorites. Doc, you know how it is out there. It's Philly territory. The Commanders are going into Philly. What you got? Yeah, uh, that beatdown by Buffalo. I mean, I, I don't even. I don't even want to say that, you know, the defense just kind of faded this game because honestly, they, they kind of, they gave up a lot of points against Denver as well. Um, giving up almost 350 yards a game. Eagles, not much better defensively, uh, but the offense is going to be where the big difference at. Sam Howell had a lot of problems last week. Um, this one is a no brainer for me. I mean, the spread's eight. This is, this is an easy one. Uh, Eagles, I'm going to take them um, 31, 17. Yeah, I'm not nearly as high on the Eagles offense going against this good uh, commander's defense. So, I I mean, I think this is a potential sleeper game for uh, the Eagles. I think they could lose this game uh, pretty easily. Commander's offense, uh, they could bounce back and play well. But I, I still think the Eagles pull this game off. I'm going to go 24-17. Yeah, I'm with you, boys. It's a sleeper that this- game. Well, Luke, I'm with you. I think it could be an upset game. We saw the Commanders beat them last year on Monday Night Football, but I believe it was in Landover, Maryland when they did it. I think that the Commanders' defense is going to play a lot more inspired this week, unlike they did last week against the Bills. Not saying they are going to control Jalen Hurts, but I think that they play a lot better against him. They have one of the best front uh, defensive fronts in the NFL. Like you said, not impressed with this offense, but I expect a decent game from A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. I do have the Eagles winning 24-20, but the Commanders cover the spread. Yeah, I mean, the Commanders, uh, they failed me. I thought last week was going to be a close game. But, I mean, the Commanders were clearly a fraud 2-0 team with wins over the Broncos and Cardinals. Commanders got a rude awakening with the Bills last week. The O-line is crumbling. The Eagles' defense is just going to fucking preach on that. And Commander secondary has a lot of holes that Jalen Hurts is going to exploit. Uh, the Eagles 27-14. Moving on to, I think it's this is a sleeper game as well, is – the Cincinnati Bengals, two-and-a-half-point favorites, come into Tennessee out in Nashville. Joe Burrow looked a little better last week with Jamar Chase. Still wasn't a big fan of him. Joe Mixon got more involved. But where are you leading us off here, Doc, with? Yeah, another one of my uh, bigger disappointments of the year. Um, one for three so far and picking the Bengals this year. So let's go ahead and make it one for four. I'm going to take Cincy. Um, offense is, is starting to come to life. Defense still got to. Still got to get some things together. The rush defense has been absolutely terrible for this team, but the pass defense has been good. Um, and as long as the Titans continue to follow their proven game plan of not giving the ball to Derrick Henry um, to attribute to another 27-3 to loss, 
Um, I think Cincy stands a pretty good chance. So um, I'll take Cincy on this one on the road. Give me uh, 24-17. Yeah, I, I don't know about this game. Uh, Bengals on the road. I really don't have too much faith on them in the road in Nashville. So potentially I might go, go see the game. Uh, tickets are pretty cheap for this game. So um, possibility, but I, uh, I the the Titans have been like hot and cold. Like they had well, they had one hot week, and they've been pretty cold. Other than that, but I think they're competitive. Uh, Bengals offense is not doing it for me. I think I'm gonna take the Titans in a close one here. I, I don't I don't think Joe Burrow and the offense are back on track, especially at a noon kickoff game. Uh, so I'm gonna go Titans. 24 20. Yeah, like I'm a little nervous with this game too, Luke, but I do have the Bengals actually prevailing winning this game. I think it's going to be a low, like a pretty low scoring game. I, I do think that they're going to try and get Derrick Henry the ball more and more and more this game. Uh, note real quick if they don't start winning, I think you trade Derrick Henry, get some pieces out of him while he's still worth it, uh, give him to a team that needs a running back that's in a playoff position. But I do think that the Bengals are going to have a little bit better offense. A little more Jamar Chase. I expect T. Higgins to have a bounce back game after the drops he had. So I have the Bengals, though, winning a low scoring game 20 to 16, only winning by four. Give me the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, Joe looked a little better last last night. Um, the rhythm for the offense looked like it was kind of starting to click with him and Jamar Chase. The supporting cast needs to do a little bit better. Like you said, Mark, T. Higgins had some drops that could have extended plays. I think the Bengals are going to be able to contain the rushing attack. The defense started clicking in the second half of the game. I have the Bengals winning 24-14. Moving on to the AFC West division rivalry, long-time rivalry here. The Las Vegas Raiders, questionable if Jimmy G plays. I think he's being evaluated for a concussion. They are on the road, five-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm sorry, five-and-a-point. Five and a half point underdogs to Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams is out for the year, tore his ACL. So now it's Keenan Allen, Joshua Palmer, and the rookie Quentin Johnston. Doc Lee us off. Yeah, uh, offense been looking real good so far out here in, for in Charger in Charger territory. Um, so much wrong with the Raiders offensively. Herbert's looking great. Um, this one again, another no brainer for me. Give me the Chargers. I'm going to take them. Uh, 28 actually i'm gonna take the chargers yeah let's go 31 31 17 yeah i'm with you doc i'm taking the chargers on a statement game uh, i think they just blow the raiders out this week i think it's kind of prove it week that they don't have to play close close games every week so hopefully they can pull the one off and actually beat a team by more than one possession so I'm going to go Chargers 34, 34-13. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think that this is going to be a big game from the Los Angeles Chargers. Joe Justin Herbert's one of the only four quarterbacks has not thrown interception yet, so he's definitely having a good hot streak at the moment. Uh, Austin Eckler could be back. It's still questionable what's going on. I don't think they actually need, need him for this game. Keen Allen was hot last week. I think he stays hot. I expect Palmer to get more involved. as He, he was decent last year when both receivers were hurt. And now we'll see the TCU uh, stud out there, Quentin Johnston, Gerald Everett, uh, Farm will be out there as well. So give me Justin uh, Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers, 34-24, go Bolts. 
Yeah, I don't see Austin Eckler coming back just yet. They don't need him for this game. I'm pretty sure that the Chargers have a bye week next week, so I can only assume that they're going to hold him out until after the bye week. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a massive fucking game with Keenan Allen going against the Raiders' defense. Jimmy G's probably going to be out, but if you're a Josh Jacobs fantasy owner, hey, this is your week that you're going to cash in. I think he's going to have a huge game, but I have the Chargers winning 27-24, so I have the Raiders on um on the spread moving on i think this is a game after last week what we saw it can go either way i'm not a fan of the spread but the new england patriots revenge game to zeke elliott traveling back to dallas as the patriots go to the cowboys the dallas cowboys are seven point favorites coming off a 12 point loss to the arizona cardinals yeah, I think the Cowboys are coming into this one angry. Um, this defense is not happy with what happened last week. Dak Prescott is not happy with what happened last week. Last week, I think uh, Dallas is coming out with a chip on their shoulder. I think that this is going to be, um, you know, a prove a game for them. Um, you know, he's got, Dak's got to come out and show that that he can put this team on his back and carry him. So, uh, I think the defense will hold up just fine against Mac Jones and the run game. Uh, Zeke, I don't really. I don't really think is is going to have much to do in this one, even though, you know, it is going against his former team. Zeke's kind of just become irrelevant across the board. Uh, but give me Dallas. I'm going to take um, take Dallas 28-20. Yeah, th- this one's going to be a coin flip for me because I, I know Bill Jack's going to scheme up some defense for the, the Cowboys offense. So he's going to try – He's gonna what he does best is take away the best weapons, and they don't have a lot of good weapons if Dak can't throw the ball. So they're going to take away Pollard. Forced Dak to try to throw the ball, and uh, I think the only ca- touchdown the Cowboys score is on their defense. I think their defense scores a touchdown, and I think they win. I think the Cowboys win thirteen ten. Jeez, man, defense. God no, I mean, I, ha- I I have a defensive no game score. too, Luke. A little higher score than that, but it's going to be a defensive game. Bill check saw what Arizona did. It's going to work in his favor. He's going to limit that run. Force Dak, like Doc said, to beat them through the air. I think the defense comes back hungry for the Patriots. I expect – or I'm sorry, for the Cowboys. I expect Zeke to have a decent game this game. I honestly do. Expect him to get around 75, 80 yards, maybe a rushing touchdown as well. They'll probably force feed him at the goal line if they get to that situation. But the defense is better. I don't think the Cowboys cover the spread, though. I think it will be 23-17, to 17, closer game. If the Patriots had an offense that I trusted, they would win this game. Well, boys, I'm the outlier here. This is my upset game of the week. I I think Belichick's going to devise a plan defensively to hold the Cowboys. I mean, look what he did to the Dolphins week two, held the Dolphins to 24 points. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing. I think Belichick's going to outcoach McCarthy. And you hear first, Zeke's getting two fucking touchdowns this game. Zeke is going to eat, and Belichick's going to let him. Out of the Patriots, 23-20, I don't think Dak can offensively do anything for this team. And the last time these two teams played each other, it went to overtime in 2021. So, Belichick does uh, play the Cowboys pretty tough. Cowboys are good that year, too. So, expect a good game. Chris, I wouldn't be surprised if they do pull it off, like you said. Moving on I mean, to the last. Dak, Dak got fucking outplayed by Joshua Dobbs. I got traded to the Cardinals August 24th. So, less than a month ago. One of the only guys, too, not to have an interception as a main starting quarterback so far this year, too, is Joshua Dobbs. So, um, But moving on to the last Sunday afternoon game, the Arizona Cardinals coming off that impressive win against the Dallas Cowboys did fold the first two games. They were in those games. But traveling to the San Francisco 49ers, the 49ers are 14-point favorites, two touchdowns. 
Yeah, everything about this 49er team has been has been so much fun to watch offensively. Uh, CMC has been going off. Brock Purdy's, uh, you know, been doing pre- doing pretty good. Uh, defensively, again, one of the top defenses right now, numbers wise, um, holding opponents to 53 yards a game rushing, um, which has been the strong suit for Arizona. Um, Joshua Dobbs played very well last week, but um, out of the almost 340 yards offensively that Arizona is getting 156 is coming off the ground. So if the Niners can show how to shut down and force uh, Dobbs to go through the air, we're going to see what he can really do against a tough defense. Um, but this one isn't even close. Um, San Francisco has put up 30 in every game so far this season. So this is the one that I think they finally get above that 30 point ceiling that they have been capped at. I'm going to take San Francisco at 35 to Arizona 17. Yeah, me, me and Doc are thinking a lot alike on this one. I I am also taking the 49ers. Uh, big win over the Cardinals. Cardinals are going to put up a little bit of a fight, but they're, they're going to be no match for the uh, 49er defense. I'm going 30, 30, 34, 34, 17. Yeah, I think it's going to be close early. I think it's going to be. I think it's yeah. going to be close early, and they're going to pull away. I think. I think once that that offense starts get rolling, and and once it starts to, to get away from him, that's when it's really going to fall apart. Big, big yeah, Brock's going to do what he does best and yeah. pick apart defenses. Play safe. One of the other one of the other quarterbacks has not thrown interception this year, but no, yeah, it'll be close early at the kickoff, and then once kickoff happens, and the four hundred score the first touchdown, they're not looking back. I uh, for sake of time, it's going to be. I uh, they're going to cover the spread. I mean, it's it's a high spread, but I have them winning thirty eight to twenty three. Yeah, I mean, I want to see more out of Purdy. He looked like he he didn't struggle, but he was overthrowing receivers. He looked like he was that rookie quarterback. I mean, I know he played five games last year, but he looked like he was struggling early. Josh Dobbs isn't going to be able to dodge darts like he did with Parsons. Nick Bose is going to eat. I have 49ers 31-14. Moving on to a game that was, was potentially going to be the game of the year on Sunday Night Football, unfortunately – MetLife Stadium and a tour Achilles robbed us from this moment, but we have Patrick Mahomes, nine and a half point favorites. No Taylor Swift for probably being the tenants for this game, but it will be Patrick Mahomes' first game also at MetLife Stadium in his career, traveling to face the Zach Wilson New York Jets. Remember, Doc, nine and a half point favorites for the Chiefs. Nine and a half point favorites for the Chiefs, and I am going to take that by a landslide. There is no way in hell you are telling me that Zach Wilson, under any circumstance, is beating Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs unless Patrick Mahomes is on his deathbed. Um, say good time. Yeah, there, there, there isn't much talk about here. Um, almost 40 yards offense, 250. Defensively, obviously a huge mismatch as well. Um, give me the Chiefs. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 37-15. Yeah, not not too much to talk about this game. I got Chiefs uh, 28-10. Uh, I think Sauce Gardner does get a pick off of Mahomes in this game. But it's like a time, like you said. Well, Zach, Zach Wilson won't get anything off the pick, though. Sake of time, I think it's a little closer just because the Jets defense is pretty good, but I have them covering. It's going to be 24-13 Chiefs. Yeah, I have Chiefs 34-13. The Chiefs' defense is clicking, and, I mean, that's scary. What Thinking about what the Chiefs can do with a great defense and a great offense, and then not a good look when your third-string running back is arguing with your coach on the sideline with the Jets. So there's a lot of, lot of tension out there on that Jets team. 
Yeah, moving on to the Monday night football game. Finally, back to one game this week as the Seattle Seahawks are the underdogs. Surprisingly, they are coming off a two-game winning streak, and they are facing the New York Giants, who just lost the the 49ers last Thursday night. But the Giants are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Saquon Barkley, still questionable. Yeah, Barkley's still questionable. Uh, Not really sure how Seattle is the underdog. I mean, when the Giants are playing the way they are offensively, I'm going to be honest, Barkley can't even help this team right now. Um, The question mark, I guess, would be just the Seattle pass defense. Uh, It's been been rough to see, but um, yeah, go ahead and sound the upset alert for me then if the Giants are the favorites. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Um, I'm hoping this is going to be a Geno Smith breakout game. not that he's been playing terribly all year, um, but I guess I'll call this my upset of the week. By the way, very glad to see only one Monday night game this week. Um, yes. But give me the Seahawks. I'm going to take them 23-17. Yeah, I'm right right there with you. I got Seahawks 24-17. Uh, not very exciting Monday night game, I don't think. I mean, it's it's going to be a joke. What's yeah. the score, Luke? I'm sorry. Uh, it's 24-17. Actually, I'll go 24-19. I, I, a little bit closer game, but not not too exciting Monday night game. I think this will be uh, turned off my TV pretty early just because it's nothing, nothing too entertaining. Yeah, and then I'm going to go Seahawks as well. The only thing, the only tidbit I have for this is the last time that we saw both New York teams host a Sunday night and a Monday night game. It was flip-flopped. It was the, the Giants on Sunday night, the Jets on Monday night, but it's flip-flopped. The started quarterback for the, the New York team towards Achilles. Prayers for you, Daniel Jones. Hopefully that doesn't happen to you. I'm going to go Seahawks 27-21. Closer game. I think the Giants keep it a little close. Danny Dimes yeah, I mean, a fucking joke. He has. Uh, this is my coin flip game of the week. I think this game could literally go anyway, but I do have the Seahawks 27-24 as of right now. Boys, I think some good games out there. Like I said, Bills, Dolphins, and probably Browns, Ravens are probably my two top games I'm uh, looking forward to the most. Um, hopefully, good luck to all your guys' teams, too. Hopefully, the Bears get on the, the, the win train. Hopefully, nope. Don't the put three that fucking juju on, the... on me. I want the number one pick at this point. <laughs> right now, you guys are the number one pick. You're the number one and fourth overall pick at the moment through three weeks. So, looking like good things for you. Looking for one and two. Yeah, uh, Chris, good luck to the Saints. Luke, good luck to those Ravens, too. Thank you, Mark. Good luck to those Thanks. Falcons over there yeah, good in luck London Falcons, territory. No, I didn't pick them. Yeah, you had to wake up real early, Mark, to watch them. The, words of, the, the famous words of Wade Rule, hope the Falcons dump the fucking tea in the fucking harbor. Now, there's no harbor there, <laughs> but dump the fucking tea out there. And bring the beer. I know Arthur Smith loves to drink with the boys, so Falcons. Drink some twisted tea. Them. Ah, no, Long Island's are going to do anything. But, hey, Grips up, boys. We can't, wait till, we can't wait till tomorrow we talk college. We have a lot to hammer out with the NCAA. But I'm Mark Davis. That's Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, Nick the Doc, Skirkwins. This is All About the Balls Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.